Hello, neighbors. This is Daniel. This is Katie. And welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Gochujar. Uh, Gochujar is your go-to site. We ship uh, Korea's best food products, ceramics, and special gifts to every country in the world. Anything Today, I have a special product to introduce. Okay. Uh, it's a collagen balm hydrating ampoule. It's by a company called Bad Skin, which is a Korean beauty brand. Yeah, I love this um, ampule because it's very light texture, mm. but it's also long-lasting. It feels moisturizing. A lot of the times, I have like this other kind of like serum. Mm. I have it's very light and watery, but the thing is, it dries off so quickly, so it just kind of feels like you don't have anything on, and it has no fragrance, which is always a plus for me. And uh, yeah, and you've been enjoying it very much too. Yeah, so. I like to. Um, well, yeah, I'm really we get, happy with this one. Whenever we get, uh, whenever we upload products to Gochujar, I always give uh, the excess ones to Katie, and then secretly in the morning when she wakes up late, I look at her like mini drawer of all these moisturizers. I go, hmm, which one should I try today? <laughs> and so, mm. I think uh, I, I think I'm getting a benefit out of it as well. Um, I think for Gochujar, uh, what can I share this week? Oh, I think if you're um, planning to purchase, I would recommend purchasing uh, within this week. So probably within a few days of this podcast coming out. Because, Why? Uh, you know, inflation is being affected by everybody. Those energy prices are also affecting our logistics carrier. And they're charging more for the weight now. You know, they've already gone through three rounds in this past year of raising rates uh, in a kind of uh, incremental way. Yeah. But then I haven't reflected that, but now they've increased it again by 15%. And now I think I do have to raise rates kind of across the floor. And so, um, yeah, it's a slow process because, um, I mean, you can't just, or I can't do it automatically. So I need to go um, product by product. So, yeah, if you're planning to purchase, go ahead and. Um, do it before we have to raise rates uh, slightly. All the prices are going up. Inflation hurts everybody. Yeah. Inflation is a very interesting thing. I didn't mean to start off with inflation, but maybe we could talk about inflation because, you know, we both studied finance and economics. And for a lot of people who don't have, for a lot of people who didn't study finance or business in college, one of those things that makes understanding macroeconomics so tough is the language. Yeah. We have terminology for everything, like right? Like stagflation. Exactly. Like what is a long-term debt cycle versus a short-term debt cycle? What is GDP versus nominal GDP? What is a real GNP. rate? If you listen to personal finance channels on YouTube or podcasts, they kind of echo the same things. You know, when it's in um, 0% interest rates, which we've had for literally or near zero interest rates for the last 10 years, the advice has been, oh my God, you need to be in assets. Like cash is trash. Yeah. Um, everything is inflating. So if you want to have purchasing power, you need to be in assets. Yeah, like uh, property. Property stock or, or stocks or um, crypto or whatever it is. But then all of a sudden, now the Fed changes its mind and inflation is their number one objective to control. And so now everything is crashing, mm -hmm. right? And so if you had invested early on in the zero interest rate environment like eight or nine years ago then you've seen a lot of benefit so for people who are latecomers um i guess what i'm trying to say is personal finance channels and whatever you're listening to is always reactive 
rarely is a prescriptive. You can listen to nearly like uh, 300 hours of personal finance advice, stock advice, but that's all entertainment. Like Or like read books. You can read books, um, but all of that is passive information. The only time you'll actually come up with a hypothesis on how to react is if you're is if you're active actively learning, which means you have uh, skin in the game. So like you have uh, bought some stocks or crypto or a property, and then you actually take the time to actually download data set from somewhere, put it into an Excel, and make the models for yourself. Someone can tell you 10, 10 times that um, energy energy rates are going to go up and so you should invest into energy. Um, but all those people, when they say that, they don't tell you when to sell. That's and, the important thing. Yeah, and so when you need to sell... Um, Nobody's there to tell you. Yeah, and oftentimes that window frame is like a week or two weeks to react. Like for example, in crypto, when this fell, when the bottom, when, when it started to drop, it was nearly two weeks when like 40, 50% came crashing down. Like if you're not looking at charts, which most normal people are not doing every day, they're not day trading. They're actually doing, trying to do something productive. So anyway, yeah, I just, I think personal finance is something that you really need to actively manage and like don't take listening to audio or videos about the subject as real knowledge. That's just yeah, entertainment. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's a great place to start off. Yeah, but and most people stay there. I guess it's better there. than nothing. Yeah, most, most people stay there and then they end up losing money in the market. So I think all of that came because like, um, I was thinking about the term inflation and it's just kind of, or it's hard to get your mind around it. You've worked hard and you save money and you put it in the bank. It seems like you're saving money. But the but, value of your money is going down. Yeah, it's the purchasing power. In uh, absolute terms, the amount of dollars or Korean won you have in your bank is growing. But if you look around you, everything costs more expensive. And you might, you might not realize that quickly because oftentimes the cost of food or the cost of everyday things is the last to rise. But then the first things to rise are those things that you really need in your life. Like, for example, the cost of a home. Like that's already been inflating for a long time. So when you really need to put your money to use, I'm not talking about a $3 burger or, or a Starbucks and it rises by 50 cent, whoop did hoo you can cover it. When you need to go buy a house or you'll see, oh my God, I th- originally thought I only needed to work for 30 years. Whoop, looks like that went up to 50 years. And it's like, I just got poor by not having this money make money for me. Yeah. And so that's that's like if you don't sit and think about it, to someone who's not in finance to explain to them why they need to have their money in assets or something that's yielding beyond what the inflation rate is, it's like but it's you not know, as intuitive as But you know it's also very relative because if you didn't invest in anything and you had a lot of cash right now at this point, mm. then then you're in a perfect position to invest because all the stuff like assets went down. Or they reverted back to their normal prices. So I guess like it could have been a good call. Yeah, but the person who didn't invest when it was 0% interest rate is not going to be investing now. All of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one other thing. So everyone that's in like personal finance or like whoever guru you say, they always refer to that Warren Buffett quote. Be greedy when everyone is fearful and um, 
be fearful when everyone is being greedy. That maxim sounds so intuitive, but it's so hard because like right now, when everyone is fearful, the idea is that you start putting money in now. Time to get greedy. Yeah, but remember what everyone in finance was saying for the last 10 years. You should have been invested. You should be invested. So like by the time everyone is fearful, you don't have any money left because you've invested it all. Are you talking about yourself? (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. That's why... um, No, by the way, everyone is invested. Like, like, yeah. It, this this time, this this market cycle went too fast. Yeah. Um, I love this topic about personal finance and and making money and. Speaking of which, I think this is a great leeway for you to talk about, like, you've what's been on your mind about how you wanna. You, you, right now, you're like at the stage of like coming up with new ideas. Oh yeah. For your. Yeah. Next business. Um, yeah. This this has been something that I've been like. Sometimes when I go on walks, half the times I'm just listening to like hardcore rap music, and then <laughs> which I don't understand. <laughs> How can that help ease your mind? I don't do it to ease my mind. I just like the energy. It keeps me uh, working out. But oftentimes than not, I'm already thinking of like what's another like business problem, or actually, it's not a business problem. Just a problem. Yeah, what's that a problem that solve? I want to solve? Yeah. Because the thing with gochujar is that it's become quite easy. And easy in the sense that, like, it's become very routine. I know what the success levers are, and it requires time. It's like, how do you make kimchi taste good? You can keep adding stuff, but you just got to give it time ferment. to ferment. So new customers turn into repeat customers. Like more product review leads to better conversion. And it's just a matter of time. And, you know, me working with suppliers, as we get more brand name suppliers, more suppliers want to come on. Then it's just working out wholesale pricing and then running campaigns. And I can automate this and I've done so much automation. But I guess what I'm missing is that I'm missing this, um, the opportunity to use my brain. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is part of the reason why I left. Um, to find something st- sim- stimulating. Yeah. Intellectual stimulation. This is what I'm missing in my life. I have this itch and I, and I. Well, we don't itch. know what it is yet. Yeah. Like, I just want to, st- I, I find my mind wanting to be intellectually stimulated. Um, Challenge. Sorry, I was just saying earlier, this is the also the reason why I left. My role was just to build relationship with buy site fund managers and and then just take that order and i was like i don't want to do 20 years doing this it seems prestigious but it's not intellectually stimulating money of course it's good money but it's it's not intellectually stimulating and so for gochjar we've stabilized in money and you know that's that's my primary operating cash flow for my life but then i need to do something more something more intellectually stimulating that might have been the sixth time i've said that i think so that word (laughs) Uh, because i feel like that's spot on so with that train of thought i was thinking like um for the second one there are stuff that i definitely want to set parameters for one is that i wanted to scale this time like so definitely do a more like a traditional tech company but then i realized i don't speak the language of tech i.e software programming or coding or coding like you do and so it's not that I want to be the master engineer and, and make Programmer. this. 
programmer, but I need to come up with a proof of concept and a prototype. And even if I'm not going to be the, the person actually coding it, I need to be able to speak the language that I, who I would employ would, would speak. Yeah. And so that kind of really made me think that, okay, previously I had given up on learning or had no interest in learning programming because I just thought I would just hire someone. But I realized it's like if I wanted to hire, if I'm going to open an English uh, Hagwan academy. academy, but I don't know how to speak English, know anything about English, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. How can I communicate with the teacher or even accept, uh, assess if that teacher is good or not mm. if I can't even if we yeah don't have the building blocks there so part of the reason part of where i thought or where i'm kind of thinking i want to build perhaps a business that i would spend the next 10 years on maybe in parallel with coach star and a few other stuff that we've already built would be um in blockchain technology i don't know where the application would be like if it's an app layer and we're trying to solve something with blockchain technology but being able to write smart contracts and understanding what the fundamental building blocks are, I realized, yeah, I think I need to learn coding. It's actually kind of hard to do because I have like a laundry list of low-level brain tasks and just yeah. like maintenance work I'm that I need to do busy. for all the other businesses. I think business is 10 years and I wish they would have told me that in business school. I think it was the heyday of startup time when Facebook was first coming up. When I was in high school or when I was in college, that's when Facebook first started coming out. Yeah, same. And so like this idea of like um, you can build a, a billion dollar company within like, one year, two years. Fast and build fast and break things yeah, and, yeah. and scale at all costs kind of um, paradigm was like novel. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. In the In the past, I always thought that just happens quickly. But I think what I realized was like those are the extreme outliers mm. that actually you shouldn't. I think more realistic is kind of um, cash flow positive business, self-sustaining with minimal outside investment that could scale, that has like the mechanics to scale built I in mean, from the beginning. I mean, that's what's worked for us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe this is too much business and inflation talk. Sorry, guys. I didn't. Let's switch topics. One of the stuff that I was uh, wanted to kind of openly discuss was kind of the, the amount of gun violence that we see particularly in the United States. Oh, by the way, why this topic came back up besides like weekly shootings is that Abe, oh my Abe Shinzo, so today, just a few hours he, ago, he got shot. He got shot and is apparently dead. In the country of Japan, which is considered one of the safest countries. Okay, by the way, this is just breaking, so I don't know how the news story will evolve if we listen to this later, but apparently some guy made a homemade shotgun and and, and killed uh, Shinzo Abe. Yeah, from, while uh, he was campaigning. Yeah, or giving some speech in, in, a, public. Kind of a, in a local city. I was thinking about like, man, that sets a precedence of yeah. that being a, rea a, a potential reality. In and a country where gun is not allowed. Yeah, and Japan is so safe. Hmm. And I was like, man, I hope I hope that doesn't happen again yeah. in Korea. But if I look at like what has happened in the US since Columbine, um, there was the Columbine school shooting long time ago when I was a student as well. And before Columbine, the idea of coming to school and shooting everybody like that, that that like that wasn't even 
people like brain that wasn't even in my psyche like that's not even like uh uh, you know it's it's like what they did what that's insane right it's like the idea of flying a airplane airplane into a building before that people like maybe thought like okay we you try to throw a pipe bomb somewhere and it blows up, but to actually you hijack that You need to be really point, imaginative. Yeah, it was like very, very creative. Yeah. If I was in the US, um, it seems like it's a terribly complicated issue. Well, actually, I think it's a very simple issue, but I think um, passing law on it seems very terribly complicated just because the US has that, uh, um, that amendment in their... Um, Constitution. In, or they have that... Like, um, that that constant that line in the constitution the right to bear arms back then when they had when they wrote the constitution there was no such thing as a a ar-15 or ak-47 like these full automatic guns right it's like these muskets Mm. you put like gunpowder takes time and effort (laughs) put the bullet down and then it's like yeah and then it also comes from the fact that the u.s had broken apart from britain and it was in their DNA to be able, the people should be able to protect themselves against tyranny. And that's why it's in there. Um, but I was thinking like, okay, that's where the law came from, the spirit. But if we apply it to today, uh, why do you need an AR-15 or any type of a fully automatic or even semi-automatic, like semi-automatics or fully automatic, why do you need any high capacity gun that you use in a war in civil society. Uh, to fight against the police. But if you're shooting if you're shooting your police like that, you're creating anarchy. Right? So who are you who are you bearing arms against against the government? I think so. So if the government comes against you, you're gonna go with AK forty sevens and you think that's gonna stop the government because a city or a town has AK forty sevens? There has been uh, there have been a lot of incidents in US history where people are like they start some religious cult and they're like, We're gonna barricade this house and we're not coming out and you can't come onto this land. But does the government stop does the is does the government stop because you do that? No. You can never defeat the government because defeating the government in itself creates chaos. But I think it's like the last thing understand. that you, you can do. They feel that it's the last thing that you can do to like protect yourself. But I guess I where guess. I'm coming from is if the last if that's the last thing you're doing, your society is fucked anyway. That your government it, it's it's no longer functioning correctly. If as a democracy, you have like police that are coming in just killing everybody and you have to have AR-15s to shoot, guns, to shoot police armed. and any, any, any authoritative government and you're just routinely shooting police and that's okay, that is not a functioning government, a state or country. That's a failed government. That's a failed country. And so I'm saying this like long-winded thing to say is like, I would, I would seriously push towards just banning all these... Uh, uh, high capacity weapons whether it's semi-automatic or fully automatic if, but still let the people have guns yeah yeah because if if for example you okay crime is a real thing if i lived in san francisco or if i lived in la um, in a very rough part you know if i lived in an like apartment, oakland yeah or we can say so many different cities detroit Southside, chicago anywhere i i would maybe consider a uh, a handgun 
um, if I lived in a very rough part, yeah, my house got broken into, and my finances doesn't allow me to move out the area, I would still want to protect me, you, whoever might. So I would have a handgun. So handguns are okay. You can protect yourself. And handguns are a lot more efficient than at, at, at blocking a, an intruder late at night than shooting a semi-automatic AR-15. Do you know how many bullets come out of that when you start pulling the trigger? You're going to kill all your neighbors, kill its dogs, kill the neighborhood squirrel, kill all the cats because that thing just... You know, it's, 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 it's kind of bullshit. Like, well, you don't need that during... I mean, an AR-15 or AK-47, Yeah, that's meant for hunting humans it's meant for killing humans because like in war zones in wars yeah someone's trying to kill you it's hard to shoot them so you're suppressing them with tremendous amount of firepower if if we're going to just let everything go why don't we just have rpgs you know the taliban you know how they like and then explosion right like a bomb yeah if we're going to allow ar-15s i actually would want to counter push that and i'm going to push for um rpgs so protect our neighborhoods with rpgs it sounds ridiculous right yeah so i i i I would want to see a ban on 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 that shotguns are okay because a lot of times you use shotgun for hunting i i never kind of saw the uh, appeal of hunting until when i went to my friend's uh, house in pennsylvania and they had a custom they live near a farm they live a little bit more rural life they're like hey daniel let's go um, hunting duck and i was like hunting duck duck yeah oh like uri oh it was like during thanksgiving apparently it's like a family ritual where the guys would go they gave yeah. me this orange vest and they gave me all this like gear and they gave me a shotgun and then they let the dog go and then the oh, dog wow. sniffs out like a, a it was a pheasant ph and then when the dog finds the pheasant in the bushes, the pheasant goes up in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get the shotgun and you shoot it in the air, God. right? So, I mean, if that's something that you've done, that's fine. And shotgun's okay. Uh, handgun's okay. But AK-47s, AR-15s, these ones that shoot a thousand bullets per second, why do you need that? Yeah. Why do you need that to protect yourself? That's ridiculous. I right? mean, it sounds like reasonable what right? you're requesting. Yeah, yeah. But then everyone keeps saying that no, it's in the it's it's in the um, second Am- or whatever whichever number amendment it is or in the constitution. They always say that. I'm like, do we do you live for the constitution, or should the constitution serve the society that you're living in? But I guess if I guess there's that many people in America who own that kind of automated guns yeah it's a gun they must be the ones who are like against yeah, no, no, that's no. gun con- against gun control right it's, yeah it's it's fun because to be honest shooting a semi-automatic gun in and having all that power it's fun but then if you think about how much damage it's causing because the society yeah because you can buy uh one of these um 10,000 shooting 10,000 bullets per second gun before you can drink tequila you can buy it when you're over 18 but you can't buy alcohol so imagine a kid uh who's bullied at school no girls don't like him um, don't have their mind straight don't have their mind straight and wants to go down in glory like the movies he can't buy tequila but you can buy uh, something that can kill 100 people 
That's crazy. It's crazy, right? I always think if we had if we had that kind of um, constitution in Korea, how many people would die? Yeah. Can you think about rush hour? It'll be a chaos. You know, we have the chokchar, which is like, which just means like a hell train because the yeah. subways get so packed and crowded. Someone coming in with machine gun and just shooting everybody. Yeah. My God. So thank God we don't have guns in Korea. Soju and AR-15s mixed together. Yeah. This would be like Libya. Yeah. Seoul would be like Libya if Korean ajushes and all these um, uh, had the ability to buy guns. And you know how mentally guns. stressed people are Hell in yeah. Korea. I know. And same thing in Tokyo. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think any, any place that's cramped, Hong Kong, where people live, Shanghai, and you allowed guns, like we would literally see uh, public shootings. Like, But you don't really hear public shootings in New York. Isn't it usually like the other day was in Texas? No, there's so many local shootings that only the most high profile ones make it to national TV and then into oh, your ears. I see. Yeah, but then what's why everyone why why it's causing so much attention is there's so many prolific uh, school shootings now, right? Columbine was first one, and there's like I can't even name them. I think there was one called like Douglas. There was one that was there shot like little kids in a school. Yeah, I remember the one in Virginia, University in Virginia of Virginia. Tech, that, that was the yeah. Korean kid. Yeah, oh, I was so ashamed. Yeah, but I had uh, I went through a very difficult time because of that. Why? Because people were kind of like, oh, that was a Korean person. Like they would give me pressure. Right. With school, so I was like, gosh, do I have to be hiding? Yeah, I mean. There was the one yesterday, uh, the 4th of July, or not yesterday, but this week, the 4th of July, and this kid was like a little rapper. He looks, he wanted to be a rapper or something. Mm -hmm. And he has oh, a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if you look at his face, oh my God. He got shot, right? No, he didn't or get he, shot. he shot people? No, he just, the cops found him. Then he gave him up. Or he shot people, yeah, yeah. He shot like a lot of people, and then he was running away, and then oh, he got caught, yeah. God. Or I thought the other way, which I would push for, if if banning these like war machines is too much, of course you have the power of the NRA and like there's so many um, elected officials whose whole political activities are funded by the NRA. That's a probably one of the major problems as well. Is that like there should be like licenses that get dramatically more uh, difficult in order for you to operate. A more high capacity weapon like you know how we when we go to scuba you have to go get the the basic license, license. Yeah. and if you want to dive to a deeper depth you have to go get advanced advanced right. license right by the time you want to get an ar-15 you should have gone through like basically like however much All training these it, tests and yeah enough so that the average person who is not like an enthusiast about or you guns, are crime free yeah well there could be like background checks added to that too but my point is that if you want to just keep such a high capacity weapon in your house, you have to get so much training that it would weed out people who just want to have the gun for the fun of it. And it would leave people who pride themselves of having getting trained and owning such a thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I guess this is even a foregone thought because the number of weapons in the US like out 
outnumbers the number of people there. So you would have to get rid of all those guns <laughs> or collect them somehow. Yeah. But that would be very difficult. Yeah. I remember like, I think it was during the Clinton era when they did clash or cash for clunkers, which means like for all these gas guzzling cars that went over the recommended EPA, oh, they would give you cash. I see. The government would subsidize dealers to pay you cash and take it. So I was thinking if you put enough of a premium, then um, people would... Uh, that uh, could be a, uh, um, a way. Cash for guns. Yeah. Um, but then but maybe those places where, distribute, where they're collecting the guns will get shot up and robbed during the process. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange... Um, but then the government's in debt anyway, too, and we go back to this inflation. And yeah, it's a strange reality. It wasn't a reality growing up that I would get shot in school because I, I, I did education, my entire education in the U.S. The only thing that I do remember was stop, drop, and roll. So when you catch on fire, <laughs> you stop, you drop, and then you roll so you can extinguish yourself from the flames the other thing that i was taught was uh, <laughs> why that all of a sudden i'm thinking about like what kind of like emergency prep did i learn oh, in school emergency they have you, they have like a, a oh, active shooter prep now in school oh, you're taught really? yeah where you like shut the windows oh you barricade gosh. the door like that's something that's, that's taught like in a natural disaster that's that what you i can't mean. even stop that's a new it's not a natural disaster it's a it's a Goddamn home I mean, it's disaster. considered like the same thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm working through my mind. Like, what did I actually learn in school? The second thing was earthquake. Quickly, you get underneath your desk and then you try to hide your little fat limbs so that they're not peeking underneath the desk. Funny thing, I never <laughs> trained for earthquake at school. Do they not in have, the UK? Not we did all the time the fire alarm evacuation, uh -huh. but uh, we never had to consider earthquake. Because I guess it, there's never earthquake in the UK. Interesting. Yeah. In then, Korea, I think I did earthquake evacuation. Yeah. Actually, you know, one thing that we should practice is if there is a fire or earthquake, you know, every apartment building has like the emergency lapelling system. But our, our, our apartment doesn't. I mean, well, we're, you know, we're good climbers now, so we can just climb down from 13th floor. Just uh, good luck. No, we do have an emergency line somewhere. Where is it? It's required. It's probably locked in some storage. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. We need to go find it. No, but if we go to Pokto, the hallway, they should have something there too. I don't think so. Well, anyway, uh, maybe we need to move apartments to a nicer place. But anyway, uh, Koreans should learn how to lapel out of their apartments because we all live your in... Ha your office tell before yeah. when you were living alone? Yeah. They had that. Yeah, but I was living on the fourth floor. I could just jump out. and I don't even need That's that. That's why people die, you know. <laughs> the and, reckless. And then, sorry, reckless. Katie, one other thing that um, I remember, one other evacuation or emergency prep was, I took a class in um, photography, mm -hmm. and it was one of those, like, old, it's not digital photography, it's, like, classic film, so you have to go into a black room, you put the the film into whatever thing is yeah, into yeah. liquid and shake yeah. it and stuff and then we got that. this uh, prep where it's like if you get any of these liquid in your eyes you need to go to this device and then um, you put your eyes over it and then you press this thing and it shoots up like burst of water into your eyeballs <laughs> was it even like a few months before whatever the teacher was gone uh, just guys would just 
just dare each other to put their eyes over it and just just rinse their eyes out mm-hmm. and then uh yeah that's that's the only time i used it so <laughs> okay one other random fact since this is uh, i like tangents so <laughs> in korea after you do serve military you have to be in the reserve military for like I think I forget it's either eight or ten years. I think I'm in like my final years. Um, and uh, now, because of COVID, uh, typically you go to this uh, once every six months, or was it once every quarter? You go to get some basic education, and then you have to go walk with the gun to do like neighborhood watch or whatever it was. Uh, but now we just do the online. Online, <laughs> you just have to listen to a series of videos. But some of it is actually very helpful because they like review CPR, review like how to do the Heimlich maneuver properly. They have this one section on nukes. Nukes? Nuclear? Yeah. They go like... I know where, how to evacuate. During a nuclear evacuation. Yes, okay, yes. guys. You, let's hold on. Hold on. Let's, let me set that. Okay, let's, let's hear how to survive a nuclear blast by Katie. <laughs> okay. You need to go underground. So you need to go to the subway. Isn't it? So a nuke has popped off <laughs> and that ring is coming at like the speed of sound and you're going to take the elevator downtown and go find... Um, I mean, there's uh, subway Yosan. stations everywhere. So I think what I heard is that you need to go like somewhere underground and evacuate. Katie, by the time you open up your phone, you're going to have turned into dust. If, if Oh, I, I know another one. You have to time it. So you need to jump at the same time as the nuclear weapon. As it hits the f- ground, you need to jump at the same time. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you can just jump over the, the nuclear ring. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. I don't know why people... <laughs> exactly. Guys, this is why you guys got to go to school. <laughs> don't drop out early. No, I heard it. No, you're right. From you're right. Somebody. Good luck jumping. I'll, I'll jump with you. <laughs> Just tell me when. <laughs> Let's hold our hands together yeah. and then one, two, three, jump. That's because with the time it hits the ground, there's so much trembling on the ground that you could die from the shock of it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to even finish it. I, there's nothing that would top that. So. <laughs> No, well, actually, okay. I'll tell you. So in the video, they said that if you're in the blast radius, there's nothing you can do. You're dead. But yeah, yeah. But one thing that was weird to me was, um, they said if you're far enough from the radius, first of all, get on the floor, floor, like curl into a ball, cover your ears, and then open your mouth. Now the open oh. your mouth part was weird to me. I didn't know why you had to do that. Cover your ears and open your mouth. Like, ah. Ah, like that. Like that. Ah. Oh, interesting. But then I looked it up on Google and I think it has to do with something with pressure. You know that pressure wave that comes? That pressure, as long as your if your mouth is open, there's a way for that to equalize while that pressure is going through your body. But if you have it closed, it might just expo- explode your head, I don't know, or your ear canals or something. That's a very realistic advice yeah. so given now, how close we live to to a nuclear country a north korea yeah yeah so we'll jump jump over the the rings that come yeah the rings and you have to watch out time it and then if we survive we have to close your ears and then open your mouth ah. <laughs> but isn't the underground thing you haven't heard of it is that really true or Katie, not do you know how fast that would hit us you'd be like oh my god there's a sun <laughs> 
<laughs> the sun is the sun is rising at twelve. You're dead. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. This <laughs> so ridiculous. No, you're ridiculous. <laughs> now the other thing that um I wanted to hear your thoughts about was the the change in the Roe versus Wade. Um and the abortion. You know, uh, that was recently overturned in America. Did you have any thoughts? It's okay if you didn't have any like particular uh feelings or thoughts about it, but um because you don't live in the US, so you I guess or or as a woman, how did you feel when you heard that? That was pretty shocking because America is like you, the abortion is allowed in America, right? Whereas yeah. in Korea, it's not allowed. Yeah. So it's always like you know, kind of they've always taken a more liberal and like forward-thinking approach. Sorry, I have to put a disclaimer. In Korea, it's not allowed, but in some ways, it is allowed because there's a lot of places where you can get it done. But then Illegally, the authorities, right? Technically illegally, but then the government won't come after those institutions. So it's kind of in this limbo area. Technically, it's not federally allowed, but there are a lot of clinics who will do it for who will do it for you. But then, even though the government knows you're doing, it's like brothels in Korea, like in Gangnam, and and like yeah, and there's no regulation. Exists. So like, it's at least safe. I know, like in my like I heard from my mom's like friends' cases in the yeah. older day, older older days where yeah there isn't much like proper regulation or like so you have to really go like kind of underground to get it done and like it's not done properly or in a safe way or if it's done improperly there's no recourse there's no thing you can do yeah so yeah. actually my mom's friend actually i think she had an abortion and then she never got to have a child because the whole abortion process wasn't done uh. properly so there's a lot of repercussions and like as women like you are like basically faced with this like really dear situation so yeah i think it's good that you can have abortion and but then like kind of i feel like america is going backwards abortion is one of those topics that doesn't really move me and i'm very honest about it i'm used to thinking that that is a uh a right for women and that should be and i wish that was the case yeah and i would if if i have if you're asking me like where i'm i am i on that spectrum i'm definitely on the side of um, allowing that uh, on society but i guess one thing that bothers me a little bit is um kind of how sometimes when i see the speaking heads on tv talk about abortion they talk about abortion as if it's like nothing yeah, that that part that part kind of is a little bit unsettling to me. Like, I I have trouble hearing. Like, sometimes they're like, yeah, like I want to reserve my right for an abortion, but abortion means you're killing. I get to kill. I get to decide whether I want to kill or not. Yeah, like kind I, of like that. Yeah, you know how sometimes when we get in a fight, I'll say something logical, but it's like it's the way you're looking at me or the way you said it all the time, me, right? All the time. Well, I guess I know what you mean now because when I <laughs> listen to some of these Thank people. God. Peace. some Finally. people talk about abortion they're all saying the right things and i agree with what you're saying in words like if i read it in a newspaper but the way you're saying it as if it's like something to be really proud about and like like no it's not something you should be proud about it's not something you want to be doing but if you had to get it done i would support that this that the the government is able to help you do it 
in a way that's safe for you. But it's not something you should be bragging about. That's just my thought. But I'm not a woman and I have never gone through it. So it's not an issue that I live with daily. So I don't really feel one way or the uh, or way about it. But yeah. if, for example, if I was a girl and I... Yeah, as a woman, I I wish that I can live. I live in a country where abortion is allowed. Uh, I never thought that this is something that would be kind of overturned. Yeah, that's that's what shocked me. <laughs> yeah, but this topic is going to get bigger and bigger in Korea too, because Korea likes to follow um, the U.S. as well. Oh, but also yes and no, because um, Korea is very much more conservative, like Asian countries overall are much more conservative so if they didn't allow it for the past 30 years why would it suddenly be allowed plus america turned conservative by overturning yeah so yeah yeah interesting it's uh it's, it's definitely something um it's worth thinking about and i think those walks help me because when I'm on those walks, I don't listen to any like YouTube or listen to any like talking heads from podcasts or stuff. Just either music or turn it off and listen in my own head. And then that just allows me to weigh different thoughts. Because when you have someone talking to you all the time, you can't help but get influenced to their side. And if you're listening to that same monologue all the time, it just starts, their idea become your idea. Yeah. You're just a little dr- drone. Yeah, I was just thinking about it, yeah. By the way, like I always say on our podcast, our thoughts on, on topics always change and always evolve. So we have the, I mean, this seems like an, uh, kind of an obvious thing to say. We have the right to change our minds in the future. So just take and this you, as a coffee you, talk with friends. And you, but you can totally disagree. Yeah. Because, like this thing about abortion is like, if you are like very religious person, you're going to have totally different, different values, view. Yeah. But we both are not religious, so our views can be very much different yeah. to somebody who's uh, religious. Yeah. For a little bit lighter topic, uh, it was your birthday last week, and you had this fun experience with uh, the color consulting. Mm. So a lot of people wanted to know about the, you know... Uh, so this is a kind of like a trendy thing in Korea to do. To get this uh, personal color consulting, to f- this is like a way to find the color that fits you the best, the color that makes your face shine and bright. <laughs> but and then I've been wanting to have this, like to try this out for some time, because I saw it on TV and like you saw it on uh, a yeah. and like on like. I also searched online before for it, like what is my personal color, and I was always curious. And then, but then at the back of my mind, I live with this pa- face for thirty years. I should know what suits my face the most, and I, I was convinced that I was like warm toned, and because like, oh, so there is this impersonal color. There's this categories called warm tone, cool tone. So warm tones are like colors that are more fall color. Like orange, brown, like that kind of range. Yeah. Whereas yeah. cool tones are like more like cooler tone colors, like blue, blue, white, green. Yeah, green. 
things like that. And, but then I'm always gravitated towards more like fallish colors. So I always thought, yeah, I'm a warm tone. And then like, oh, and then when I look, the first thing they ask me when I went there is like, what co- what colors do you have the most in your closet? And I'm like, oh, I think mostly fall colors, like brown, orange, light brown, like that kind of red. And then so I was like, oh, so you think you're a warm tone? Yes, I think. And then, okay, so let's test it out. And she, we went to the room. She draped me in this like white. She covered my hair in this white um, scarf and like my top all in white. And then what she does is she has this plethora of all these like color. Um, like different color swatches, right? Yeah, swatches. And she'll just put it on you and see how it like looks on you. And it turns out I'm a cool tone. <laughs> what a what a contrast! I was so shocked that day. Actually. What was your best colors? That my that best colors are like white them. or anything like light. So like light blue mm. or like light green. But then uh, one thing she pointed out that actually helps me a lot is like I, I my face is kind of like red on the cheeks overall i'm more like red than yellow mm. so she's like anything that has like a red um tone will actually make your face look redder oh i see so like red so basically warm tone doesn't suit me that makes my face look redder like red red clothes orange that kind of color so i'm like oh okay time to throw away all those clothes <laughs> <laughs> you, I loved how you like soaked it up as gospel. They're like, they're like, they also gave you some advice on the um, the makeup. makeup that was so useful too. What did you learn from the makeup? So from the makeup too, she's like, for me, like, so all these lipsticks colors that I had are like corals or like MLBB colors. Mm. Um, that are more like rosy colors because that's that's actually considered like the pretty colors. They look so pretty on, in my eyes. But then every time I put them on on my lips, somehow I'll look a little bit darker, a little bit like doesn't fit. So I always end up taking them out or just tap it really lightly. And she's like, that's not your color. Uh. <laughs> My colors are like supposed to be a little bit more pinky, mm. lighter toned pink colors. Mm. And I I got to try them on too because she has actually a few makeup stuff on her, in her desk too. Mm. And then I found the perfect lip color for me. And then immediately after that, I ran to Olive Young and I got it. <laughs> nice. Like getting this color consulting service, that was really tough. This was the best birthday present yeah. ever. Because this year I wanted to g- not give you a physical product, but like a service. And I was really debating it because I kind of thought it was like kind of gimmicky. And I was like, maybe you won't really like it. But then I didn't know either. But it's what, so worth getting it. When I, I'm telling you. When if I, you come to Korea, huh. make sure to book a personal consulting session. Uh, if you can speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to put a big disclaimer there. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, maybe go with the Korean friend and they'll do both. Yeah. Um, and it's so fun. But it's, it's so booming. Fun. It's booming. There's like, it, it's very hard to book a slot. It's all sold out for months, right? Even like July is finished and now they have like booking yeah. August. But I guess what I, where I kind of thought value in it was you you showed me that blog post that showed Sonejin, which I think anyone who watches Korean dramas Oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they showed her she apparently is a cool tone she's naturally a cool tone 
But then they earlier in a career when they didn't know that or like when they were experimenting, there's some photos of her in warm tone colors, yeah. and she looks not good. Uh, she doesn't look good. She Even like though a, she's Sonjin. Sonjin is is very famous for her beauty, but then when you look at the one in the warm, you're like, oh, she looks pretty ordinary there. And I was like, wow, it's the same picture, but she's just in different clothes and different colors. Different colors. Um, different colored clothes and wow that that's that does make a difference so. different colored makeup yeah and i also thought the lady who was doing that service was like very like good with her words and very accommodating very professional and i think that's a huge skill like i don't think i would be able to talk in that tone and just like ask every or answer every question in such a nice way and and just she's just so nice bear with me even if it's the stupid question yeah it, <laughs> she we ran 30 minutes over time she never mentioned time once she just kept like just very accommodating yeah that was a very pleasant fun experience i think your sister would be good at it but maybe not the part with uh being the words, <laughs> the words. <laughs> she's a bit spiky <laughs> she's a bit spicy so yeah so i kind of got some makeup it. tips from her and I feel like I should have got this like long time ago, like in my early 20s, that you would have saved up so much money on all these makeups and oh, clothes that I buy. It makes sense because women spend a lot of their um, monthly budget on like uh, cosmetics and stuff. So yeah. if you can find the right ones quickly yeah, and, and not you, waste so much money. Yeah, and you know what you do the most. Yeah. But, but they, uh, but when, but when I asked her like, where did this concept come from? She said she learned in Japan, but originally came from the U.S. But then I don't really see too many U.S. people talking about it. So maybe it's not, maybe they productized it so well to the Asian market that maybe. it's a thing. Whereas when it was in the U.S., it was more of like um, a high-end thing that wasn't really accessible to most retail people. Or like, yeah, like you said, productize it. Yeah. They, maybe the Korean market, Korean people did it in a really good, like they did it really well. It was about right now. The prices are anywhere from like ninety dollars to about one hundred twenty dollars for about an hour, hour and a half. They have FYI. like the whole system in place. There, she has all the slides out. Mm-hmm. Once she found, once you figure out what tone you are, so there is summer, spring, fall, winter. Mm-hmm. So like I'm the summer light tone. So summer once you cool. figure that out, yeah, yeah, summer cool light or summer something. Cool light, yeah. yeah, she has like another set of decks prepared and she just like plays it and explains every slide and yeah i could totally see that um if they're able to i mean because the thing is well at least in my head they labeled it under the services of kyongyong consulting which management consulting is also a part of and i just thought that was funny and and what i was thinking was that like this could be a a great way to employ a lot of women to do self-business like if there is a place where you can get all those PowerPoint decks or and then you can learn about how to categorize because learning the classifications is not hard. The only thing that's hard is, okay, now that this person is in front of you and they're asking specific questions, they'll ask like, okay, so then what kind of, where can I get clothes that look like this? But like, hey, you know, in, in our mall, there's this, this, this clothes is nice. This brand of cosmetics is nice. So if you have local information about where to buy clothes or the brands that are in your country, but then um, how to set up a session 
learning the categories. I don't think that's hard to learn. I think you can pick that up in three months, less than three months. And then you can set up your own consulting shop for women and then employed, be self-employed. Like that's what I thought it was in my head. That's how I know I'm a business person. I was like, if you can export this into small towns, because like everybody would love to learn from people that look like them um, in their own local areas, right? And it's like, if you're going to pay $100 to get a perm, why not spend $100 to learn about your colors? What kind of makeup looks good on you? What kind of like, you know, you can modulize. You can do the fashion module. You can do a makeup module. You can do the personalized <laughs> color module. And then you can upsell. <laughs> Man, it's, it's a great way to employ. Yeah. And women spend so much time uh, ever since they're young on makeup. So they're yeah. naturally a user of the service. And they have firsthand knowledge of stuff. So I guess all you have to do is work on your words and be able to deal with pesky customers and you should be high. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think this is one big perk about living in a big city is all of these trendy stuff come through and then you can get inspired to take these similar services and uh, uh, business build in a different country or or you can make uh, a derivative of it and you just get a lot of exposure to what's going on. And then I could see how hot it was when I was asking the lady. I was like, hey, do guys do this? And then she's like, are you kidding? Yeah, I have a lot of guy customers. Uh, guys are sick of buying clothes that don't look good on them. Yeah. And then she's like, I could book a session for... I was like, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you are a cool tone too. Oh, I already know. My face is always red like a tomato. So, so red, red doesn't suit you. Yeah. I mean, it makes your face look redder. So something like, uh, like blue, green. Ah, there was one experience that I had, um, the yoga. Yes, tell me about it. Well, tell our listeners uh, about it. All right, guys. So Katie has been, in addition to our climbing, Katie has been saying like, oh, her kulban. <laughs> what is kulban? Um, muscular. No, 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 no. My your socket. Waist? Socket. <laughs> All right, guys, her socket. Uh, who knows what socket we're talking about, but her socket is off. <laughs> and um, it's your hips. Your hip area is kulban. My pelvis. Oh, pelvis, yeah. yeah. Hip pelvis area seems a little bit off. Always a little bit off. So she was going to yoga, and, and then she's like, Daniel, can you please come with me? And um, I think I already explained in a long time ago, previous podcast, when she took me to this um this was my first encounter with yoga and these ladies who are, it's like a healing center for old ladies and pregnant ladies. And then as soon as I, we started, this old lady farted on my head a few times. And then I was That's just so, true though. I was so traumatized. I was it's like, not exaggerated. is that what we do here? Just everyone's just like releasing their dinner into this small room. And I'm like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm young. I'm healthy. I ain't got to be here. So, yeah, I apologize. That was my fault. But I didn't know too that it was the kind of like yeah, relaxed place. So, but this place that I found recently is like um much younger. Yeah. And it's like It's pretty close to our house and so I was like, you know what? After 6 years of um uh post traumatic <laughs> stress, uh that was a good enough time for me to get get over it, so gave it a gave second, it a second gave it a second chance, guys. And uh, yeah, I was a little bit nervous, um, seeing if there's only old ladies with that looked gassy around me. There's none. Um, so mean. And then, uh, yeah, we started. And a few takeaways. Number one, 
Yoga is really tough. It's really hard. Very physically demanding. It is. It's yeah. like you sweat a lot. Yeah, you definitely sweat a lot. And um, I sweat wow. more than climbing. Yeah, because a lot of times climbing, you're resting because yeah. you don't want to get um, pumped. And it's so hard. Okay, so I, I give <laughs> yoga that. It is very physically demanding. You do it. Now. <laughs> now. Now, the what? reason why I haven't gone back. <laughs> <laughs> so sad i have to start off with the big question is i didn't understand the point of yoga so i actually asked the teacher what is the point of doing yoga like what happens if i learn yoga for 10 years how does it differentiate for someone who hasn't done yoga and i don't think the teacher was expecting this answer of course this wasn't during the session this was after yeah. i introduced myself she was a little bit taken back yeah she was a little bit tangwang or taken back and she was like, mm, um, I forget what she said. I don't think she even gave an answer. She's like, you just... More flexible. You'll get more flexible. And then and I took her answer. I took her answer. But I was like, I did an hour and a half of these vinyasas. <laughs> just vinyasa. <laughs> vinyasa, everyone. Dog down. Vinyasas. Vinyasas got up. And I thought this thing would change. Vinyasas. And like... 20 minutes later, vinyasa, number two, we're doing this. That's the whole body. thing about vinyasa. This repetition. It is repetition. That's the whole thing. This repetition. And I'm like, I've learned how to play tennis. I know how to stretch out my body before workout. And I know how to do post-workout stretch outs. I've learned all this. If it was just to become more flexible, I think I could do it in 15 or 20 minutes. And if I did it every day, I think I could probably do the splits faster than Literally 130 years of vinyasas. vinyasas. <laughs> and then I was saying, okay, maybe she just was a little bit taken back. So maybe, and I remember asking her, I said, is it about doing uh, complex poses? Is that like something people are trying to work towards, like doing? And then she's like, not necessarily. Like you don't, you don't do yoga just to learn how to do these crazy poses. It's you know, about more internal. Yeah, that's. I think that's the only thing you can say. Yeah. Like, like breathing, reflection, breathing, and meditation. Slash I, I looked on Google, and Google was like, "It helps to connect body and mind." And I was like, "If that's where I'm going to spend the next <laughs> five years of mine to connect my body and mind, that's a pass." <laughs> I don't need that. But I don't know what you wanted to get out by, get out by asking that question. I mean, no. it's the same thing. Why do you do climbing? You do you want to be better at climbing? Why do you do yoga? That's, you want to be better at yoga. That's that, it. That's a good point. But the reason I ask, now here's here's now you got to listen to what I'm saying. Why do I climb? The first answer is because it's fun. Yeah. Why do I play tennis? Because it's fun. Okay. Doing a hundred vinyasas for me is, is not, not fun, fun for you. That's yeah, why I'm looking at why why people go through something then that's you don't, so. That's yoga is not for you. For me, yoga is fun. It's addi I, addictive. There you go. That's I our like true it. answer. Then mm. for you, it's fun. For me, it's not fun. So I'm trying to understand what the utility. Oh. And because I don't live in other people's brains, I only have yeah. my brain. And to me, this it's is repetitive like, and dull as hell. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's making me sweat, and it's it is physically antagonizing, and I like, and I feel like very refreshed and flexible. Mm -hmm. But I could get the same without going through so much hours of doing that. 
Mm. And so I'm like, this is not fun. There's a lot of these poses and the teacher is, since I'm the worst, I'm a beginner, I'm put in the back and she's all the way in the front. And then she'll go like, you feel pressure. She says all these code names for these poses. She goes like, crocodile hunter three. <laughs> and like, I got to do my legs somewhere. I don't know. I, to- you know, to me, I still don't remember that. Yeah. I think she says, she says like, flying squirrel. She said warrior. Hunter no, no, no. Two. Warrior two. And then she says, something. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like Indian and Thailand mashed into one word. It's I'm so not hard know for that. me to do, but. Exactly. So what I'm getting to is I'm trying to look at the teacher, but then there are some poses where then the women are in like very vulnerable positions. <laughs> their faces are between their legs <laughs> looking at the back and here's me trying to look forward but then i have to look past this girl looking through her butt to look at the teacher and i can't imagine she's i mean she's already bent backwards like a pretzel looking my way and for a second my gaze matched her eyes and then she's probably thinking am i looking at her and i'm like no that's just you in your head i know but it's a you're a married man I know, but I'm a guy and I'm conscious of that because I'm not a psycho, right? What's wrong with you? There is a 40-year-old Ajashi who comes and he's just all about himself, focused and just sweats like hell and he's just a regular there. Well, I give him a, uh, I give him applause. But for me, I'm like, okay, all right, keep your eyes to the teacher. But then I can't see the teacher because now... This pretzel girl's legs are blocking the teacher's view. So then I look to the side. I look at you. By the way, you're <laughs> you, you are nowhere near the crocodile hunter pose. You're you're just a scared cat. Your pose is like half off. So if I follow yours, I'm gonna get scolded at because I'm not doing it properly. But you're making all okay. That's true. By the way, Katie, this is so funny. She keeps going, who's making all that noise? And I see you you're like <laughs> the teacher keeps going who's making all that racket in the corner but she's talking to katie all the time and i was about to burst laughing because it's so tough for me and, and i, I can't I, stop and it. i and i had to tell katie katie you're like holding poses as if you're doing power lifting i think you, your, your your position is I'm wrong like, your form <laughs> is wrong your form is wrong it looks like you're carrying bricks I'm on your pain. shoulder and then um yeah and then here's you to the left and then here's to me to the right but then I look, but there's a pregnant lady, right? Oh, yeah, and then there's a a, a, a a pose where I'm supposed to balance on my head and have my legs in the air. And I really want to do this one. because Oh, this you actually, did it really well. Because this one seems like acrobatics. But then I'm about, and, and, and she's like, extend your legs. And I extend my legs, but then I'm falling to the right. And then I'm thinking, oh shit, this is a pregnant lady. What if my <laughs> heels land on her belly or something? She's a little bit close. I'm like, oh fuck, I can't do this. Then you can fall towards my side. Yeah, but then now you're the you finally mastered the crocodile hunter move, and I can't mess you up. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, to be honest, I'm glad you're not coming because I couldn't focus <laughs> when you were there. You but, made me crack up when she, I look at you. And then she dropped. Oh yeah, oh it was so funny because she was like, bend. She was like, twist your kulban. And then my my shoulders were pelvis. Yeah, she's like twist your pelvis to the right slightly, a little bit down, like fifteen degrees. And then my whole butt would drop. She's like, no, 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 keep your butt there. And then my shoulder would drop. And she's like, your pelvis. And then I would 
tucked my pelvis and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is hard. And she's like, no, you just got to focus. And then I'm like, okay, and I'll do it. But, focus. But all of my parts would keep moving. And then at one point she said underneath her bed, she's uh, underneath her breath, she was like, which means, yeah, definitely men are harder. And then I was kind of like, that's a condescending thing to say. And then at the end, she dropped the Kleenex, which you're supposed to cover your eyes. But thought, I thought it was to, uh, to wipe your sweat. And then I basically wiped my sweat. And then I see everyone putting over their mouth. And so then now I have my sweat over my mouth. I'm like breathing in my sweat. I'm like, what am I doing here? So that was my second experience, guys. But I told myself I would reserve a third chance. Really? When we go um, summer vacation somewhere, like in a nice country. In like a different country? Yeah. Like, like a, in Bali? Yeah. And if you want to do like, like an outside. A yeah. I want to try with an, Engl- uh, uh, an American instructor and see what yeah, the difference is. And do I want to compare. Because American style is like, guys, every, every improvement is something to be applauded. Versus Korean, it's like, why are you not doing the splits yet? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, she's not like that. So I just want to see what the difference is. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was really, really fun. I mean, your reaction was so fun. Yeah, this, that was good. But I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Oh my gosh, guys! I think we've talked our ears off. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I don't know if you're listening while taking a walk doing some dishes while you're cooking while you're studying i think we distracted you long enough get back to work all right let's be productive <laughs> see you guys this is future neighbor see you thank you for listening and remember nuclear bomb hits time the waves jump